You know what? The MHOG guys, you know, I'm Paul Ringelhart from Savage Returning Condemned to Exile. You got to give it up for these guys right here. I love you guys. Like I, I said in my post, it's, I get to hang out with three of the craziest guys in the world tonight, and it was just awesome. You know, makes my day every day. To the MHOG podcast. I am your host, Wayne. And all the way in Georgia, the rum guy. Yeah. And sitting on the other side of Skype because, well, we're kind of sick. All of us are sick. So we didn't want to get our germs together and mingle. It's our lovely, lovely Mr. Buck Lightning. That's right. Yes. We, we didn't want our germs to fuck. Exactly. We didn't want to. We didn't want to if we got in the same room and had our germs get together, we would make a super bug and it would kill yeah. all you people. And I just want to say, Wayne, that if our germs did fuck, your germs would clearly be the bottoms because uh, I, my, my germs don't take it in the mucus. Wow. Anyway. Thanks, man. Thanks, thanks. Appreciate you. And before we introduce our, our guest, uh, who's yes. no longer a special guest because he's now, no. this is his second time here. He's more I, like family. I want to make, I want to make a statement. So no. today, <clears throat> you'll have to excuse me, as, as mentioned, I am sick, uh, not just in the head. So uh, today I was listening to the Pickle Scoop podcast, which had yeah. a friend of the show, Mr. Tim Laddie. So as he gets introduced, Laddie then walks around the room, and right. I know this because they're saying it verbally, and uh, he then hands out gifts. He gives away free original art to all the members of the Pickle Scoop podcast. Now, uh, I just want to point out that when the MHOG podcast, which has always supported and loved Mr. Laddie. <laughs> what the which, fuck? We, when we got art from him, we had to pay for it at a high price. Yeah. We had to dig deep in our pockets. I just want to say, you know, uh, Zartome and Pickle and Mayday, they've been joking about now uh, Laddie signed an exclusive contract with them. And I just want to say, Pickle, y'all can have our sloppy seconds. We don't want Laddie anymore. We're done. Because we got better than Tim Laddie. We have Mr. Paul Englehart. Yes. What's, What's up, guys? You know what? You know what I'm going to do for you guys? I am going to get each and every one of you and send you the new Saturn's return CD signed by the band. And I'll even throw in some drumsticks all signed by the band. Not going to cost you a penny. How's that? That's fucking awesome, dude. You know That's I amazing. Just, I just fall, fell in love with you, Paul. I just like, <laughs> totally, I'll totally yeah. hook you guys up. We're working on the third album right now and uh, it's, it's going to be killer. Uh, I can say that much. It's just old school. I don't even know what you want to call it. I call it sloppy metal. It's that old Megadeth, old overkill with Bobby G. It's like in your face. Man. It's like the good stuff, man. man. You know, like an old school fresh man. I like that. I like that. Sloppy metal. Metal that you can bang your lady in the asshole with. Yes. You know, and, and I, I know I sent Wayne. I sent Wayne a couple of tracks. I, I, I'm trying to remember which ones I even sent you. I can't even remember. Uh, I was with my four-month-old all day today because my wife was working. So that was interesting. He uh, has separation anxiety from his mother now. 
So oh, wow. when she leaves, he's just a demon. But he's sleeping right now, so I'm like, woohoo! <laughs> I was going to say, last time you were on the show, uh, you were just expecting it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, we came off a tour uh, July 21st, and he was born on August 14th, and uh, he's just awesome. He's That's huge. Amazing, had, him the, had him at the doctor's today. The kid's four months old, four months old and weighs 16.11 pounds. Wow. Really? That's what, that's what Adam weighed when he was born. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Nice. Rom, just so you know, when you get on that cruise ship, there will be bombs planted somewhere in it. Found by the Ooh, river. Speed 2. Here you go. Right. Speed? I had to throw the Speed 2 reference in there. <laughs> and that'll do it for Mr. Paul Engelhardt. <laughs> no, Sorry, kidding. guy. Hey, look, um, before we uh, get, get more into what's going on with you and, you know, a uh, cute kid, by the way, I, I've got to ask you. You had a medical scare not long ago, and we haven't heard anything since. Are you Are you okay? Are you doing okay? Yeah, you know, um, they did a bunch of tests, and uh, I actually, if you were able to see it a little bit better, um, my throat, everything has shifted in my uh, throat because I have a mass on the side of my throat. But right now, everything's looking pretty good, and you know, we'll see what the doctors say when I go back and they check me back out again. And it's your typical, you know, doctors think they know everything and. You know, I'm just more worried about the vocal thing uh, with singing and uh, stuff like that. And that's one of my biggest concerns because I told them, I said, straight up, Doc, I said, if it's going to hinder me singing, I'm like, just cut it out now, you know, <laughs> get rid of it so I can go play. Well, that's that's definitely metal. Uh, <laughs> oh, I've got a I've got a tumor. No, no, no. Cut that shit out right now. I got a show. Hey, I, I did it with my gallbladder, you know. Uh, I had uh, my gallbladder taken out, emergency surgery on that, and, uh, you know, I was out jamming shows within a week. Um, it, that it, is it is We play music, and, they, you know, we're passionate about what we do, and that just is one of those things. When you're passionate about it and this is what you want to do with your life, you, you know, you, you live through everything. You know, I've, I've broken my heel at a show uh halfway through our first song of our set for being a moron. And, uh, you know, I mean, finished the show. Um, and, you know, they carried me off stage and had to take me to the hospital. Um, and now the wife tells me at every show, she's like, I'll take you to the hospital, but I'm not sticking around. He, you know? He's like he's like the metal, metal version of me. Correct. <laughs> it, it, but that's what metal's all about, you know. That is, uh, man. You keep going, man. You push through it. It's can't slow it down. Uh, I think this is a bad it, habit, though. Like, you don't want it to escalate. I mean, at what point does it stop? Is Does some poor bassist have to reach into his, his abdomen and pull out his own appendix on stage, like, and keep playing? How how far does it have I to go? To that. That's like I, a King I mean, Diamond show. Um, yeah, King Diamond might pull that crap off. He'll pull your heart out, you know. Um, <laughs> I love King Diamond, you know. Uh, no, you know, we hurt. And I think that's one thing that fans don't realize sometimes. Uh, we were playing a show just outside of Boston on tour, and uh, this is kind of embarrassing, but I literally pulled a groin muscle during sound check. Don't ask. You know, I was seeing what I could do by jumping off stage. You know, it's a new venue, never been there. So, you know, you're trying to figure out what you can do. And our stage shows are, when I'm playing, it's the old school stuff. So you, you're just so into it. And I didn't stretch and hey guess what you know during sound check <laughs> here i come and you know we finished off the tour it is what it is i was in a little bit of pain uh we hung out at a uh walmart that night after getting kicked out of the venue <laughs> all was good 
that's that's yeah. what happens when Diamond Dave is your hero. You can't you can't you can't get with that. You know, life is you're you're not just a gigolo. No, I'm 41 now, and I'm, I'm getting older, and uh, I'm realizing now that, you know what, I, I don't know if I can handle, uh, we were playing up here in Maine at a show on Tolson, busted up a bunch of tables in the venue and didn't even realize it, you know, by jumping on them, so. Way to go, Paul. Good so, you know, when you, when you reach around 40, uh, you, 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 there's something a lot of people don't realize. There's a thing called metal yoga, and that's what you need to do before each show. You need so, to do the stretching. I, how many decades ago yeah. was that for you, Rome? I haven't reached it yet, but I'm working on it. It was about 40. 40 decades ago? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm catching up. No, man, that's... that's You're almost as old as me, Rome. No, I'll never be as old as you because I'm younger. You wish. Well, to be fair, Rome, you're like a time lord. You've been killed at least uh, 11 times. I'm not sure how Which many regenerations cool. you have left. <laughs> No, man, that's, Cats have nine lives, but I've got eleven. You know, yeah, that's amazing, though, man. It, it, but that the uh, the uh, the health condition, though, you're you staying positive on it, and everything cool. Oh yeah, staying positive. You know, I look at um, all the great things that are going on for 2015. You know, I look at my family. Uh, we decided with whole fans that I'm in to uh, take some time off on the holidays so we can spend some time with our families because you know, as you guys know. Uh, being in music, it's, you know, we're go, 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 go. And, All the um, time. you know, kind of nice, uh, relaxing a little bit, uh, spending Christmas with my family, uh, having a good time with the kids, you know, uh, watching them open up gifts. And it, that's what it's all about, you know. And uh, it, is. it was really nice. Now we're getting ready to go back at it again here uh, next week. And just really looking forward to getting back in the studio with the guys and, you know, having a good time with it, you know. Yeah, I, I I just want to say something really quick to uh, someone. I'm not going to mention any names, but I just want to say that this gentleman, Mr. Paul Inglehart here, he has a mass in his throat, and he had broken his foot, and he's still playing music. Always. Also, there have been people that I won't mention names, <clears throat> but he is a gentleman that won't show up for shows because he's having anxiety so, <laughs> hi Keith. So I just wanted to say nothing to do with Keith. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. I was just guessing. The gentleman. I, you should. I refuse. I refuse to cancel shows. We have booked the know. gentleman twice. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Oh, the gentleman. Okay, gotcha. Sorry. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, I think that guy listens to this show. <laughs> nothing to do with my van. Okay. You but know, no. fans expect something when you go out there and, you, you know, you got to show up at a venue, you know, whether you don't feel good or whether you're, you know, you're feeling a little, I hate people to begin with, you know, I mean, it's still funny, I'm a musician, but yet I, I hate people because uh, I think people are stupid, but, are. um, you know, we go out there and, you know, we put on a great show and those fans expect you to come out and no one knows, you know, what to think. And, you know, one of the, our sound engineer from up here in Maine, um, you know, he, <laughs> That guy, I remember the first time I worked with him at uh, Club Texas, he, he had no idea what to expect when I was singing. Um, we took the stage on our first major show with with a national headliner, and uh, he was like, you know, three bands played before us, and we get up there, and, you know, they sound check the guitar, sound check the drums, sound check the bass. He gets to me, and he's like, sound check vocal. And all I did, I was just right into it. I was like, hey, what the fuck's up, Club Texas? And we started playing. I, no sound check. And, 
You know, I've done that every show I've ever played two straight years with that band. You know, we go in and sound engineers look at me and go, Jesus Christ, I can't dial you in until you're, you know, three quarters of the way through your damn set. And I'm like, yeah, you know, let's have a good time. You know, I go up higher than the speakers, make them squawk a little bit, make those guys work for their money, you know? There you go. <laughs> hey, that's what I believe in. <laughs> hey, man, it's all about having fun. As soon as it, as soon as it stops being fun, then it's, you might as well stop. Paul, you, well, that's, that's the thing, you know got to be fun if it's not fun then you know go listen to justin bieber or something you know i don't know <laughs> exactly <laughs> jeez so, you know, I'm gonna be uh, you, guys. you know uh you know who uh who should talk to him is um vinnie oh yeah 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 you, you love, guys have a lot in common you would love vinnie man he's a nice dude uh you yeah. familiar, you're familiar with the uh the metal band exhorter uh i've heard a little bit about him on uh facebook yeah, yeah. Uh, some guys were talking about it in a group I belong to. They were I like, believe that too. They were a national band from from New Orleans down here and all this other good stuff. And uh, we had Vinny on, and and man, he was hysterical. Man, he was. You guys would really hit it off. We had some war stories, that's for sure. Yeah, the war stories were great. I'm I'm curious what what Rum thinks you you have in common with him. Hookers in Beirut? What? No, this <laughs> the uh, the freaking. Uh, no, that was the hookers in, in like overseas, I think somewhere uh, some Asian hookers. All, all the stories no, with the the, uh, the pain, the gain, you know, the uh, the drive to do what you need to do to get it done. I mean, that's the getting bitten in the ass by a werewolf. Yeah, he got bitten in the ass by a werewolf, that, which was really cool. That would be pretty funny, though. You know? It would be. That was that was his story. Well, pretty good. These fans nowadays, they don't they don't know what it takes. You know, they they, they have no idea. These young kids come up and uh, they have no clue. You know, and um, it it you try to talk to them, and I give them the best advice that I can. You know, and I'm always like, you know, hey, what? Be true to you, and you're true to your music, and the fans are gonna love it. You put on a good show. Don't just stand up there behind the mic. And if you're playing guitar or bass, you know, move around on stage. You don't have yeah. to jump off stage and jump on tables or anything like I do or swing from light bars. You know, that's me. You know, I'm I'm going to do it no matter what. And, uh, you know, but move around. Give the fans a show. You know, they're paying good money to come see you play. Give them a show. And if you get hurt, nah, it's all part of the gig, you know. Yeah. Well, so what's what's coming up for uh, what's coming up on this uh, 2015 ride? Oh, man. Oh, 2015. You, you, oh, it's amazing. I'm like so jacked up about 2015 this year, you know, it's just incredible. We got the Saturn's return thing going on, working on the third CD right now. We're rewriting a lot of the old material uh, that hasn't been played in probably six, seven years. Wow. uh, Which is great that we get to go back. We're going to rewrite and remaster a lot of it. And, uh, we're really looking forward to that. We also, and this is hilarious, with Saturn's Return, um, who I play bass for, uh, we're going to be up here in Maine getting jumped by those motorcycle guys that do all the flips and tricks and all that good stuff. We're going to be placed underneath their ramps um, this summer coming up, and they're going to jump us while we're playing some good old-fashioned metal. You know, uh, We're looking forward That's to that. fucking cool. That's yeah, insane. through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, man. I mean, if you can get jumped by motorcycles doing backflips over top of you, What's better than that, you know? That, Are y'all uh, going to be recording that? Yeah, we're going to record it. We're going to post all the videos up on uh, all the sites, uh, the new website that we're working on right now. Uh, everything's going to be posted. We want, you know, it was something that I know the guy who runs the whole bike jumping thing, and I ran into him at a monster truck show with my oldest son, and uh, we got talking, and he was like, oh, yeah, you're still playing music. You ever want to get jumped? And I was like, oh, 
Wow, let me think about this. Uh, yeah, sure. You know, you know? I've, I've been in part of a lot of, like, really weird, messed up conversations with my father. I can't imagine my old man running into someone and having a discussion about, like, playing metal while motorcycles, like, jump over it. it. My son is 18, and he's in college, and he's, like, totally desensitized to everything. He comes to shows when we're playing in Maine, and uh, it's hilarious. His friends think it's the coolest thing in the world. They're like, oh, my God, that's your dad? And, you know, he's like, yeah, yeah my dad's a dork, you know. He watches he's, Netflix. He's sitting at the bar I, doing trigonometry. What's he doing? Yeah, you know, I'm like, <laughs> uh, he was at a store. Um, this was about two months ago. He was at some store down in Portland, Maine, and, these two guys walked up to him and were like, oh, my God, we've seen you at a show. And my son was like, uh, yeah. And he was like, that's my dad. And they were like, holy crap, that's your dad. And, oh, my God. You know, and they were going on. I just looked at him and was like, dude, he's my dad. Like, I see him all the time. You know, he's an idiot. You know, like, that's my those, boy, you know. And I, those will be the memories. It, you know? Yeah. Um, my kids being at the shows are the best, you know, I, I love it when my kids come to the shows and, uh, my stepdaughter came to her, her first show ever was watching me play with, um, we opened up for horror fast for first Jason, you know, yeah. and that was her first show and she showed up and here I am in full makeup and everything like that. And people are like, Oh dear God, this guy's not, she comes walking up to me and she's like big monkey and starts tickling me and, you know, climbing on me and. <laughs> to me, it's just a normal thing, you know. The, the kids are like totally desensitized. It's like, oh yeah, you play music, big deal, you know. They don't care. It's awesome. nothing, and I love that about the kids. You know, they get to meet these guys. Uh, you know, my son gets to meet, you know, a bunch of different national artists and stuff like that. And he doesn't think anything of it. He's like, yeah, whatever, you know. And I, I'm glad that they're brought up that way. They're not, you know, glory hounding and being like, well, yeah, my dad knows this guy, and my dad, you know. And, right. you know, oh, I met these guys, and, you know, my kids are like, hey, that's cool. I got to meet you. Awesome. You know, <laughs> they, they don't care. You know, a person's a person, and it, it is. It's wicked cool that they're, they're raised like that. And uh, good thing their mom did a good job, because I would, probably would have blown it, you know, if it was just me. <laughs> <laughs> right on, right on. Just it's a good teamwork, then. A lot of teamwork there. Paul, you were telling me that you've got a uh, special album that you're about to come out with, and you're you're trying to uh, yeah. to really get it out across the nation. Ooh, March, March! I can't wait for March, 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 March. Uh, we started um, a, a band of. <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, found a bunch of guys that have never played in a band before. <laughs> I said, "You guys want to jam?" And uh, they're all cool with it. And so um, I started showing them the lyrics that I had and. The guitar player was like, oh, my God, we're going to be condemned uh, for what you're writing about. Because I go after everybody. And <clears throat> so we started a band, Condemned to Exile, because we'll be exiled after we cut the fourth album. But we're cutting the first album. is with the one guitarist. Um, me and him are doing a solo acoustic album together. And it's just um, it's straight up beautiful stuff that you would hear from the 80s. You know, it's, it's the love ballads and... And, and then talking about real life and, and, and what it's really like and the drug addictions that some of us have dealt with. And, you know, uh, and that's coming out in March. And we're actually going to be, uh, we're waiting for the website to go up. But, uh, as soon as it's done, we're going to be selling it uh, on the website for a box uh, to help pay for our tour. Oh, and cool. we're going to be coming awesome. to see you guys. We're going to come see you guys for yes. sure. Maine, awesome. Maine to Florida. Maine to Florida. And I got a lot of friends down, you know, Tennessee and Georgia and Florida and, you know, uh, 
Alabama and all that, that, you know, are itching for us to come down. So me and him are going to do it together. Uh, we're going to cruise down that way, probably about 14 to 18 shows and then head back home up to Maine and then get ready to, uh, do some stuff with the full on bands and the shows are going to be phenomenal. We're already working on it and it's not easy to put it together. I think I was telling you and, uh, Wayne Adam about the show. It's, it's actually, uh, the tour is going to be acoustic versus electric. They have an opening local acoustic act. We're going to take the stage and our show's more of a 13 song storytellers about the songs because it's about our lives that we're writing about. And then to end it, full on band. We don't care. You can be punk, you can be metal, you can be rock, you can be blues. We just want to bring a lot of people out and show them that, you know what, um, us metalheads can pick up an acoustic guitar still and uh, rock it out and then it's going to be full-on touring with Saturn's Return and Condemned to Exile as full bands. And we're going to try to do a bunch of shows together, which will make cool. my life a lot easier being in two bands. Uh, but the full-length album with the full band is going to be insane. We attack the fans. We attack bands. We attack everybody. Well, man, um, I'm looking forward to this now. This is going to sound, this is sounding really good. And it's it's freaking really kind of kind of real when you do something like uh, acoustic and, and, and a storyteller type of atmosphere. You know what I mean? When you're doing stuff like that, it's that's very cool. You know, I, I, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, I'm 11 years clean, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of the songs are about that, about that crap that you deal with, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm loving life right now. I'm clean. I'm sober. Uh, got a brand new baby. Got two albums in the works right now. Two great bands. We're looking forward to it. The only thing is we're not going to play in Maine at all. We refuse to play in Maine. They keep shutting venues down up here and... The metal scene up here is just really taking a turn. And yeah, you were saying something about that. Uh, how long has that been going on? Uh, it's been going on since, you know, early 2014 where the, th- the shows were all the same bands. Like, I got an invite to another show, and they're doing this every month. It's the same four bands every month it, at the it, same venue. What do you think the reasoning is? Do you think it's it's they're, they're thinking that metal isn't marketable? It's not... It's it's not going to draw a crowd. What 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 do you think the, the 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 mind frame of this is? Well, we lost one of our biggest venues, Club Texas, where we played a lot of shows and a lot of nationals came through. Uh, huge sound system, you know, huge stage, great place to play. Free drinks, by the yes. way, for a lot of us. So you know, but it was a great place to play. They shut down, and now the band started scrambling, and they're like, oh, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? Um, it's either go play the local dive bar or go play the vet center. And it, it seems like the bands aren't marketing themselves very well. And they, they put the same bands on every show, right. but you're going to get the same 40 people out at every show. And I've talked to a few of the bands <clears throat> and I said, Hey, you know what? If you throw a different band on, uh, especially some of the younger bands from the high school and stuff like that, and you do a show that's an all ages show at one of these places, you're going to draw in more people. You're going to create more fans for your band. You're going to create a bigger scene. Right. And then they turn around and they're like, oh, it's a great idea. And then I get an invite today. 21 plus, same four bands that just played for the past three months together at the same venue. And I'm going, same lineup, too. You know, who's headlining, who's playing first, second, and third. It's like, really, guys? You know, you're, you're just beating a dead horse right now. And you're ruining the scene. And yeah. you're not marketing what can be done. And that's one reason why I decided to go with acoustic one for my personal reasons. But number two is it's, it's marketability. And, and I hate to say this and you guys are going to have it on tape. 
Justin Bieber had the smartest marketing people in the world. The guy's got a cologne. The guy's got 20 million things, clothing lines. His marketing people were geniuses. The kid sucked. But his marketing people, they marketed that kid, and he was out everywhere, and then popped off, you know, One Direction, and this guy and that guy. They got marketing geniuses, and and I think that if a lot of the metal people, instead of hating constantly on everything that's not metal, would actually look at some of the other genres of music and say, geez, you know, uh, let's do this and let's, let's try to incorporate a little bit of what they're doing. Um, it'll go a long ways. And but metal is metal. And a lot of the guys in the metal scene, especially up here, they don't want to budge. They just, it's, this is what it is. This is what it's going to be. And we're not going to change anything up for anybody. Well, that's what kind of sucks, though, if you if you think about it, because it's I mean it it it's it it sucks that the 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 music scene has it it really has become more of a marketing. It's not about so much the music anymore. It's about right marketing. It's all marketing. Right. It's 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 all business with with freaking a little bit of music in the background. But all marketing right. is is sales. It's it's just it, going it's to sales. your audience and saying, look, we have something you want, and here's why. You can't blame people for for like saying like you have to you have to you have to come to us and say why I need to spend my money on you. You know, yeah. I mean, look, we're doing that. We're you know, it's no, the same I'm for not podcasts. saying it's a bad thing, Adam. I'm just you, you got to sell your band. Yeah, it, I'm just saying that the it's it's the trend that we've turned from because you, you go back 20 years ago, if you had just good music, yeah. they came to you. Right. They came to you and said, "Man, we're, I can take you here. I can do this. Let me do this for you." I mean, just just think of all the bands that happened with. Now you have a product, not you as a musician, but somebody out there's got a product. Well, we need to get a certain look. We need a certain image to go with this product. Hey, let's take this new fucking fourteen-year-old pop sensation who can make him a sensation. Uh, all we got to do is give him a haircut, put him in something shiny and really baggy pants, and all these people are going to love him because we're just going to we're going to put his picture everywhere, and they're not going to right. know they love this guy, but they're just going to see him everywhere, and they're going to associate this product with this guy. And oh, after after people start to recognize this kid, we're going to release a song, right? But there's and that's the thing, you know, it, it is it's oh you know they market the person before the music, and I mean we're writing good music, but we're also trying to market ourselves. You know, I don't go on Facebook and say hey like my band, like my band, like my band. Right. You know, I'm not into that. You know, I'm more into this is where I'm going to be. Come on down. Let's have a good show. And uh, my music's going to sell itself and you're going to become a fan. And when you become a fan, you know, I've got you now and you're mine and we're going to enjoy writing more records together for you and everything else. It's just interesting the, how it's how over the decades you can you can see the 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 trend of music. And I'm just using music by I'm not you talking about any other type of marketing media or anything right. else. I'm just saying music in itself. You can see how, how because it used to be, you what you got together, you, you you made the songs, you know, you practiced your ass off, you did all the footwork yourself, you 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 petitioned the the freaking yep. radio stations day in and day out just to play one song, play this one song, and then when yep. it, then it happened, it was like that was the greatest thing ever. And then you rode that high to the next show. And you kept yep. doing that. And luckily, maybe if you were lucky, you got to be picked up by some sleazeball recording company for a while. They use you for a bit, but it got you out a little bit further than you were. And you know yep. that's how it was. But now it's 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 a big shift now. I mean it's I mean half the half the time the music you hear isn't even the 
people playing it anymore. You know, it's it's right. it's sad, and, but I mean, it's the way it is. Well, that's like with Saturn's Return, and we're doing the same thing with Condemned Exiles. Um, we're recording at the same place, um, but we're doing the old eight-track recording. It's all done real to real, and I mean, you can hear it. Um, we're very punk and metal influenced from old school stuff, and that's what we want to come through on our music. That's cool. And so we're going to record everything like that, and that's how we're going to record it. We're going to continue to record like that. I don't want cleaned up versions. I want to hear vinyl. I want to hear scratches. I want to hear every little thing like that in it. And that's what we decided. You know what? Some people are like, oh, my God. But then when they see a live show, they're like, holy crap. You know, you guys are, are, are good. Hey, thanks a lot. You know, we appreciate it. And, you know, hey, go buy a CD. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know? <laughs> Give yeah, us a little music. Well, what what do you think, Wayne? I mean, what what is your opinion? I mean, you're you're you got Resurrection Man back, and 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 you right. guys go on great guns. Yep. Um, I mean, what what is your take on uh what what Paul's saying here about the music and stuff like that? As into what, Rob? Like, in, as in as into like the way bands have to market or how how the music yeah. where where it stands from where where. Where everything else is. I'm sorry, dude. You just broke up. Uh, hello. Hello. Sorry. Hello. Everything is breaking up. Okay, okay you're back. I think. Yeah. Are you back? Sorry about that. Yeah, I will we'll cut that. But no, what I was saying, Wayne, was about what what your what your opinion is on what what Paul was saying about how the you know is it is it for 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 you guys and in, in your band right now is it is it is it music first? Are you thinking? You know, promotion now, or you just, you know, how 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 are you thinking about it? Well, we've we've always been music first, always. It's never been promotion. I mean, dude, we've always just gone out and played. You know, well, and you know that's the thing. Like, you know, it is. You got to write the music, and you got to be happy with the music. And like I tell the younger bands, and I said it earlier, be true to yourselves, and you're true to the music, and yeah. that's what you have to do. But but on the on the side note, nowadays. It, it's got to be pure marketing when you go to a venue and it's not have a gimmick. It's, it is, it is, you know, here we are, come to the show. We've got good music and let people know ahead of time before you come down. Like I'm really looking forward to uh, going down uh, your way and playing and we're going to flood everything down there with music and uh, we're going to be shooting basic videos and stuff. And we're going to flood the market before we come down because that's what we have to do. We're newer a lot of people down there might not know that we're doing this acoustic thing. So I've got to flood the market because I want to pack the show. And the reason I want to pack the show, one, I want to pack it for the venue. Because without the venues making money, we don't have a place to play. Right. And that's, that's one thing right there. I also want to pack it for the promoter because that promoter is putting his butt on the line uh, to have us come down there. You know, whether I make money at the door or not, whatever. That's why we're selling the album for a box. So I can pay for the tour and not have to worry about going to a venue and a promoter going, geez, you know, we only had 40 people come through the dorm. We've got to pay the sound guy. I can be like, yeah, whatever, dude. Good for you. Pay the sound guy everything you made. I don't care. I've got the money off my album sale coming down here. So the more we flood the market, the better off we're going to be, you know. And I'm not saying every day I'm going to pound, you know, 5,000 videos down your throat or anything like that. But we're going to let people know. You know, you mentioned uh, Justin Bieber earlier, and and the the way he he became famous was actually mm-hmm. by using YouTube. Like, I, I, if I remember right, yep. that's how he got discovered by Usher. 
And one of the things that when when uh, when we look at our show, one of the things that bugs me, not bugs me, but that that's been on my mind is I feel like YouTube is sort of an untapped resource. That it's it's hard to get people to like say, okay, listen to this song, listen to this podcast. But if you post something on their Facebook page with a video, for some reason, people will generally click on it. You know, although oh, yeah. although half the time you have to say, don't say. You know, <clears throat> you know, I'm I'm Paul, and this is this is my my new acoustic act. Check this out. Instead, you have to say, "Check this out. Awesome. We'll blow yeah, your mind." There's a monkey pissing right. in his face. Check it out. Yeah, right. I mean, you gotta you gotta have something at the end. You just kind of like put a monkey pissing in someone's face. I would find hilarious, and I would probably watch the video over and over again. Uh, and then you get you find music. That funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, it's sad if we changed our podcast name to "Monkey Pissing in His Face." I'll bet you we would be number one in a week. Oh, yeah, oh, in the world. Boom. The world. What do you guys talk about? Would, we just talk about monkeys pissing each other's I would lose it. I, I'd lose it. That would be hilarious. <laughs> that would be hilarious. But the fans. But it also comes down to the fans. The fans got to show up at the venue. The fans got to buy the album. The fans got to buy the shirt from the guys. You know what? The fans, I love how if you look at social media right now, you know, I get hundreds of messages every day from fans going, oh, when's the new album coming out? When are you playing your next show? And it's like, well, idiots, do you realize it takes us time? Um, did you realize I have a family? Did you realize, you know, all these wonderful things? Um, obviously, they have way too much time on their hands, and it is. It's the fans. The fans are starting to ruin music, and it, it's not all fans. I mean, you're talking a small majority of fans, probably 2 to 3%. You were talking about this. you're talking about this generation like I've always said it's it's the want it now and it's only yeah. it's only like it's basically music is disposable to most most of these kids these days because they only listen to like the few songs that they can download on iTunes and they're not worried about anything else exactly like all they listen to is walk by Pantera you know and then they're the hugest Pantera fan you know whatever because, because that's the only yeah. song that they ever wrote yeah. but, uh, <laughs> you know Pantera you know, I thought they wrote other music, but you know, you know, come on, you know, I, I, I took a bunch of crap because I posted in, a, I'm in a, I'm in a few metal groups and, um, I posted in one of them. I was like, Hey, listen, y'all are posting pics of Dimebag Daryl. Like you knew the guy, you know what? Dimebag's not the only God of guitar when it comes no. to metal. You know, what about Bobby G from, from Overkill? The first Overkill. four albums, like dear God, Overkill yeah. now, not so much Bobby G. Totally, totally into it. It took two guitar players to replace Bobby G. Right. And, you know, everyone talks about Dimebag all the time. And no no offense to Dimebag. God rest his soul. Great guitar player. He wrote some killer riffs. But what about these other guys? I mean, there are some guys out there that are really totally underrated. And, you know, one of the other big ones has to be, you know, I look at, like, Wayne Sweeney from uh, Saliva. Some of the riffs that that guy's written are absolutely yeah. amazing, you know? There's... And, there's, I think there's a little bit of that in just about anything. Like, you know, what you're saying reminds me of whenever I talk to comic book artists, they, uh, they'll, they'll, you know, like go on these bitch sessions about, uh, how not enough people know about Jack Kirby. And, yeah. uh, <laughs> you know, and it's like, uh, you know, he's, he's, he's the legend for a reason. He's called the king for a reason, but there mm -hmm. are plenty of other people that also form the foundation of, of your medium. But I, I think that it's not it's, it's yeah. not even poser stuff. I think it's just you know I guess I guess sometimes some people just elevate to that level where 
you, people just focus on that one person, and, so, and sometimes it's easy to forget that there are plenty of people with lesser names who were just as good or almost as good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I oh, mean, that... Bobby G's down in Florida right now, and he's writing some amazing music. And, um, you know, it, people got to start, you know, getting out of the realm of, okay, it's Pantera, it's Iron Maiden, it's Pantera, it's Iron Maiden. You know, okay, cool. I'm happy for you. Judas Priest is another one. That's all anybody talks about anymore. It's like, hey, guys, give it up. What about, you know, what about the good old stuff? Creator, Exodus, you know, Testament, yeah. Nuclear Assault. I mean. Testament's amazing. Testament's absolutely amazing. Totally love Testament. I, I, Obituary. And even, oh. even you know, you know who's like the bastard child of all those bands that you named is, is Anthrax. Those, oh, I love Anthrax. Those poor bastards never get credit where credit's due. They're godfathers, you know. They always bring up, you know, like you said, Iron Maiden, Megadeth, Metallica. Yep. They even they even sneak in Testament every now and then, you know. Yep. But they never talk about Anthrax, and Anthrax was there with all the same dudes playing that shit. That's much better on some of those records than some of that shit that they put out. Well, and that's the thing, you know. I mean, you look at some of the guys, and I think Scott Ian. Is, is a great artist, and uh, he does his whole spoken word thing now, and um, Scott's awesome, and, you know, Dude, people Charlie don't Benante, give credit. Charlie Bonante is, like, one of the best drummers ever. Oh, hands down, hands down, one of the best drummers, uh, but people forget about him, you know, when they talk about drummers, oh, Neil Peart, Neil Peart's granted a god, I yeah. will say that, a god on drums, but, you know, there's other people out there, and, well, you know. Well, no, what kills me is when you, when people say, that Lars is a great drummer, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Lars is an ass hat. It's like, um, <laughs> you know, buy my song or else I can't feed my family. We're just the biggest metal band in the world. Uh, you know, whatever, Lars, shut up. Um, hey, let's take Jason Newstead stuff out. You know, I mean, come on. You know, Newstead. You know, and and nothing against new Metallica that's out there now. I know I'm going to get a lot of haters. People hate me because I can't stand Metallica. No, um, but the Cliff years were the best. And if Jason's bass lines were actually brought to some of the forefront on the two oh, albums he was with Metallica, those albums would be just as good as the original four. Yeah, and, right. you know, Newstead's awesome. Flossman and Jetson was an awesome band, you know, with Jason in it. Well, you know, that's just me. There's a band you don't hear much about anymore. Flossman and Jetson, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a whole generation just went, who? What's that? I know. So, Wasn't that a cartoon? The Jetson? that? Hey, by the way, for that generation, did you know that Dave Mustaine was in Metallica? Hey, I, I'm sorry, let's backtrack. I like that Wayne's reference for the kids is the Jetsons. And I know, kind the of reference. Cartoon, yeah. Oh. Well, Paul, I got to tell you, I, I think uh, what you're doing uh, as far as like this acoustic album or that, I think it's going to be a good line for you because I think, you know, you're talking about getting the, the new fans out there and how they don't want to come out. I think a lot of it comes down to they feel like they've seen everything and they don't want to go out unless they're going to see something new and something different because right. I've noticed the the things that when we when we put on shows, the things that people get most excited for are the things that uh, the bands that people are say different. I've never seen anything like you know like we just had a band called Blind Texas Marlin on, and I mean we didn't make them famous or anything like that. They they've been doing very well before they met us, but I'm, you know right. they, they already got booked for another show with another group just because some people came out and they were like oh my god this this is like nothing I've ever seen before. 
Yeah, you know, we like, booked them already again too. So that's pretty. And good. then we got a friend named Jack Lock that, and uh, yeah, he's he does something that no other band you will ever see on stage does. It's, it's absolutely insane. He's he's like a he's like a I don't know trying to contain fire. It's, he's, yeah, he's, it's yeah. absolutely insane. He's so good, dude. Yeah, it, it, you, you need to check him out. I tell you what, you guys come down here when you are down in New Orleans, oh, yeah. or we'll we'll book a show with y'all and him. That'd be awesome. You know, that way I'm up for a challenge. <laughs> he's a good guy too, real good. Guy. Oh yeah, he's great. I'm, I'm always I'm always up for a challenge, you know, and uh, I think that's where you know writing because technically we're writing three albums. I'm writing one with Saturn's Return, and I'm writing two with Contend Exile, because everything that's acoustic is not going to electric um, with okay. the full band. We're actually writing a totally separate album um, wow. on the electric side, so it's like, oh my god, I'm writing three albums at the same time, and it's a little stressful, but at the same time... It should be time, great to be pressed on vinyl. But that's you know, you, what we're going to do. I think it'd be cool. You have like acoustic one side, electric the other side. would be so freaking cool. Well, what we're going to do, and it, it's pretty funny that, that you say that, one thing that we've been discussing, and we're doing it in Saturn's Return for sure. We've already discussed it with them, and I'm still discussing it with uh, Condemned Exile. Saturn's Return, the third album, is coming out on vinyl. You're also going to get a CD inside. You're going to get a copy of some of the music um, that we're doing, and uh, we're going to throw in a uh, DVD of the show. Um, so you can either watch it in your DVD player, listen to it in your car on a CD, or you can throw the vinyl on your record player and just rock out with us. And it's just something that, you know, we're going to give it to the fans. This is what the fans want. The fans this, want stuff like this. They want something different. metal package right there. Same old, same old, same old. Right. You know? I agree. That's, that is freaking cool. And, it, and it's that's what, I mean, you're getting all, all of that. That's, that's yeah. amazing. You know, when when uh, Resurrection Man finally gets done with this second album, which has been taking us like three years to do. Uh, <laughs> Longer uh, than that. Longer no, no, than no. that. No, it's only been three years. We only started We only started doing it when uh, we stopped. Yeah, so, well, it, was, it, was a, it was Wayne's 50th birthday party. That, fuck off. That was, uh, that was <laughs> the idea. We were going to stop to record the record, and then we just stopped completely. When we finished the record finally... Um, we may also press a final as well, like, hey, a, I, like a limited run. I would do it, you know, and it, I mean, I think it's well worth it. More people are buying vinyl right now, and you got to look at not only record sales, but what do you want to do for yourself, you know? I mean, we're in a day and age when I remember records, I remember A-Tracks, I remember cassettes, I remember CDs coming in, you know, and you know, this whole technology of downloading music onto your phone. And I still go back to the days of listening to Black Sabbath on a record, and, you know, Ozzy on a record. And when you listen to it, it's just so amazing. And when you come from those days, it only makes sense that some of us older guys, you know, these young kids, you mentioned vinyl, and they're like, what? You know, and yeah. it's like, no, man, it's what we want to do. To us, right. that, that's us. And if it doesn't make money, oh, well, I still got a record hanging on my wall, you know? Worst yeah. <laughs> medium ever, never do this one, Laserdisc. No. Yeah, we're gonna, release, we're gonna release our or beta, or beta. Or beta. You know, yeah. you could probably get them done really cheap, but no one's gonna be able to play them. We're gonna you get our be video done on Laserdisc. <laughs> You're not gonna do it on VHS. <laughs> no, no, Laserdisc, man. We, well, we'll, we'll release it on VHS too. Maybe Betamax. Betamax. That's it. <laughs> oh, I beat off for the oh, first time was... to a Betamax video. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I remember having one of the first VCRs that had a remote control. That was Ooh. actually attached by a cable. Cable. Yeah, you, guys, you guys had the fancy version. Yeah. We did. We yeah. did. Uh, 
I remember those good old days. Yeah, my my, my folks had remote control too. It was called me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Change okay. it. Sit in front of the TV and turn the knob. Yeah, yeah, it must have been so, nice in the Stone Age. Yeah, it was. So I got to ask Buck this, Buck. How come? How come you're not really that big of a comedian? You know, I, I see these little posts. And, yeah, how come you're not on stage doing this, bud? I, I really want to know. Uh, Paul is Paul is referring to a post that I I put out today. Uh, when we went, we, you know, we have our monthly uh, comedy showcase, and uh, and our monthly, our friend and Wayne's neighbor Corey, who's uh, infamous for a certain story that I won't repeat here. Uh, <laughs> again, I said, yeah, we did that last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He came up, and uh, it was his first time going to one of the shows, and he said, uh, uh, he looked at me and he said, "When are you going up?" And I said, "I'm not." And he's like, what? And I said, no, we, we put on this show where it's like our showcase. We don't actually perform comedy on this, this, this stage. <laughs> Although, for the people who were lucky enough to see me hit myself in the lip and tooth. In the, in the face! It was great. I, uh, I was trying to remove a microphone from the mic stand as I was uh, introducing the band. Uh, Ooh. Mr. Ooh. Nick Ray, who was pretty awesome. Yeah, and he uh, he's going to be on the show soon. Now, did you get excited because his name was Dick? Or... Huh? It's possible. Did you, get, did you get excited because his name was Dick and that's why you hit yourself in the face with the mic? Oh, no, I, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> his name's Dick. I, I just stopped up. No, no, Dick Ray. Uh, but anyway, I was trying to, I was about to introduce him and I was trying to pull the, the mic uh, from the stand and it wouldn't come loose and all of a sudden it popped out and I hit myself. All uh, I heard was Ow! <laughs> <laughs> and it was great. Yeah, so hiding it, stage, dude. No, and no, it, the whole audience was looking at me, and I was like, "Yeah, that 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 just happened." Uh, I'm gonna get off the stage now. So, so those people thought I was up there to do comedy. No, I, I, you know, I don't, I don't want to get too much into it. Uh, but I'm not really that passionate about doing stand up. I've I've done it twice. Um, and I probably need to get up there a couple of more times eventually, but, you know, the thing is, like, creatively, as far as, like, making people laugh, I have this show, and I'm very proud of, of what right. the three of us do, you and, be. you know, and uh, when it comes down to it, like, I always tell people, there's there's four elements to comedy, material, timing, stage presence, and then just like music and anything else, there's kind of an, an X factor that you can't really define. The one that either, I... I said you either have it or you don't, you know? Right. And and particularly when it comes to comedy, like, look, you, if you worked hard enough with someone, you could train them to play the guitar. But you can't train them, you can't teach them to think like a, a musician and come up with chords and stuff like that. You can't, they, they, you can't do that. Right. That's just internal. It's just how you're wired. Right. Comedy is much like that. Books to learn, you know, you can actually read music, but other than coming up, you can't can't create it. Yeah, I guess I guess an easier analogy would be you can you can anybody can tell a joke, but it takes someone very special to be funny. Yes. Well, but it's not it's not just telling a joke. It's also that every form of writing and every form of comedy is very different. Like going on stage and doing it is completely look. We get stand-ups on here. Most of them are pretty good on on a podcast. Some of them aren't. And it's not that they're not funny. It's just that it's a different medium. Yeah, it's 
It's a conversation, not a show. Right. And I mean, I've, right. I listen to like, you know, I listen to some, you know, quote unquote professional company podcasts, many of whom aren't as good as us as far as content. And, uh, they'll have, they'll yeah. have stand-ups come on and the stand-ups are like doing material from their shows instead of being just naturally funny, you know? And it's, it's, right. but yeah, anyway. Go with it. And, you know, I don't know. I, I try not to be funny up on stage and I, I've said some things and I've had people bust out laughing and I just look and I'm like, dude, I'm like all painted up and craziness and I just swung from the light bars and now I got the whole audience like laughing. I'm like, what the hell did I just do? You know? And, uh, <laughs> well, they weren't you know? expecting it. No, nah, you know, that's um, awesome though. That's but, what you want. The shock factor. But it's fun. You know, <laughs> Adam, you would, would you use props? No, Rob, I wouldn't use props. <laughs> I would not use props. Adam, uh, Adam, who name will not be like Adam, uh, what the hell is it, Carrot Top, you know? Oh you no, know, it won't be Carrot Adam Top. Carrot Top. No, actually, honestly, at this point, um, and I'll just go ahead and say this, too. Uh, at this point, I'd probably just call myself Buck Lightning on stage since that's what everyone knows me as. Right. You know, I've been trying to convert to Dick Manship, but it's not – People are uh, Dick Manship is not going to float. It's Dude, awesome, but people are doing it, and, and honestly, it's confusing the shit out of people. When I was looking, yeah. about, when I was listening to Pickle Scoop, Laddie referred to me as like five different things. He could not. <laughs> he's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to call him. Which I always, I, I'm always confused by that. Like Wayne and Rum both call me Adam. They, they never. I mean, Wayne will occasionally say Buck on this show, right? Just for okay. convenience' sake. But <clears throat> what did you say, Rum? Well, I said you, I call you, you Buck on occasion. Your name, you changed your name on Facebook because they made you, and I got all confused. I was like, Yo, what the? I was like, What the hell? You know? Yeah. Like, what, what are you doing to me, man? And then you made a post about New Jersey. I got all excited that you moved up this way. No. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whatever. Oh, I'm sorry. That was funny. I was like, oh, my God, you're in, you know, you're in Jersey? You no. break people's hearts all around the world there, sir. And none of them are women for some reason. Uh, <laughs> there's, there's, poor, there's poor burned children crying right now that you changed your name, Buck. Yeah, oh, man. It totally confused me, and I was like, you got to be kidding me, man. This whole Facebook thing, everyone's changing their name. I'm all confused with my friends list now. I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, they send me a message talking about something. I'm like, who the hell are you? You know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but but to answer your question, yeah, it's just um, I'm not that good about good at stand up. If I did it long enough, I'd much I'd obviously get better. I lack speech right. presence, which is like material's nothing. Like if you. Look, and I'm Real not insulting. Life. I'm not insulting our our friends that are stand-ups and the people that we work with, but we put out way more material than any stand-up you'll ever meet, yeah. just because we do this show twice a week. Right. We, right, we have to, and and it's mostly throwaway shit, and it's not necessarily like most of our jokes might be a a five or a six out of ten. You know, whereas a comedian you're shooting for like seven or eights. Half the stuff you, know. you never hear. Yeah, right. yeah. We, we've got. Bank upon bank upon bank of just really good weird conversations that have never seen. Yeah. Like you, you should do a best of the weird conversations and uh, we, we, we put out, Yeah, we put like a, a behind the scenes episode every now and, and then. And it's kind of funny because they're so clipped together. It's, you don't know what the right. fuck's going on? It is, but it's funny, you know. Cause <laughs> yeah, it would be, be fun. 
you know, it'll be like we don't know we're recording. So we're just like kind of singing along to weird. <laughs> yeah. You know, I have you guys seen any good movies lately? Just out of curiosity, any good shows? Anything? Uh, you know, I just saw Maleficent for the first time on like How was it? January first. I was shockingly really into it. Like when it when it first started, it was good. When it first started, I was like, "Oh God, this is another movie where they're gonna give the the evil villain a tragic backstory that justifies why they're an asshole." And it's right. not like that at all. Like it seems like they're going that direction, and it's kind of it's it's a little different. But it ended go, up being a really good movie. <laughs> Well, no, sure that's was. the thing. She's Maleficent actually isn't the villain of that movie. Sorry, oh, I'll spoil it, but it's, but no, if you if you pay attention, if you watch the whole movie, she's. I mean, she's neither. She's not a hero. Right, she's, right, right. She's not the villain of the movie, and uh, really good movie. I, I highly recommend it. Um, I'm gonna have to watch uh, it. I wanted to see it. Oh, and Big Hero Six. I saw Big Hero Six not long ago. Uh. I don't know. I've watched a bunch of stuff on Netflix and Hulu, and, you know, I, I, I was like, I tried to watch some movie. I can't remember the name of it now. I totally, I was watching it yesterday, too. I don't know. People got stranded on an island, the comedy, and I, I don't know. Movies these days, they're just killing me. They're killing me. I'm Dude. waiting for all the new superhero movies to come out. Yeah, the last thing, the last <laughs> thing I watched was, uh, I, I watched, uh, what was it? Oh, shit. Well, that's an awful movie, by the way. That's a terrible Jump movie to see. <laughs> Twenty-two Jump Street I watched, which is pretty funny. Yeah. And, and um, the new Ninja Turtles movie, which I enjoyed. How was that any good? I, I refuse to watch it because of uh, Me what's too. her name, Megan Fox or whatever her name's in it. She's a well, she's, she's rock. Yeah, she's terrible, but the the rest of the movie was actually really fun. Like it was basically a Ninja Turtle movie. She's great when she doesn't talk. Right, pretty much. I don't think she's that We're, great when she doesn't talk either. <laughs> yeah, I'll it's not like Nicolas Cage, and I, I hate to say this being from New York and all that, but his best movie, I think, was World Trade Center because he was like literally trapped under a bunch of rubble uh, and didn't really do anything <laughs> during the whole movie. And it, you know, I was like, okay, that's a good Nicolas Cage movie. You know, um, I really oh, don't like that. No, he was really Ghost Rider. Of, uh, Ghost Rider for me. No, no fan of Peggy Sue got married. No. Not at all. <laughs> you know, Ghost Rider was a waste of a movie. Ghost Rider was bad. Both of them were bad. You know, the That's thing terrible. about the thing about Nick Cage is like his best movies tend to be the ones that you don't expect to be his best movies. Like Gone in sixty seconds was awesome. Right. That was uh, good. That Matchstick Men. Matchstick Men was amazing. I've never seen that. Uh, it's about him as a con man. It's it's not it's not funny at all. It's it's a treasure. Well, do you see oh, right. uh, Wicker Man? What's that? Wicker Man? I've seen that scene over and over again. <laughs> Why didn't it burn? Why didn't it burn? The oh, breeze! Man the the breeze! breeze. It, it is a creepy movie. But I've never seen good. Wicker Man. Oh, it's a, good, it, it's a pretty good flick for a Nicolas Cage movie. You know, I'm really bummed out about the whole Ben Affleck being Batman because how can you actually play two superheroes? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Chris Evans. Chris Evans, same thing. You know, I'm, I, I like the Captain America movies, but how do you really Why, go Ryan from going Reynolds, slam Ryan on Reynolds. to, you know, go America? Ryan Reynolds is on, like, four of them. This is like Kindred right now. This is insane. This is what I've been saying to you guys for years. You can't totally play multiple superheroes. You can't. You can't do it. You can't do just, it. Just like Rob's grandfather used to tell him. Exactly. <laughs> you can always be the rum guy. You can't be the rum guy and the gin guy. you got to be the rum guy. But That's it. it is. 
it's just one of those things. You can't play multiple superheroes. Now you're going to confuse everybody coming up. I mean, even though Daredevil was a pretty lousy movie. It's it's the only time it's be typecast <laughs> one character. Right. You know. I don't I, think anybody's thinking about Fantastic Four. And, and I'm and I'm saying no, once but, again going back, there is only there is only one. No. One no. Nick Fury. No. Yes, there is only, only one. Hasselhoff. David Hasselhoff was not Nick Fury. He was so Nick Fury. He was David Hasselhoff pretending to be Nick Fury. The character of Nick Fury was written for David Hasselhoff. But if you look in, at it... He, in 1945? It, <laughs> was, it was. It was... Uh, All right, look. I'll give you this. David Hasselhoff... Thomas predicted it. I'm look, sorry. 1941. What am I saying? 1941. Yeah, right. He was the white Nick Fury. You are correct. Well, he was. Like, it doesn't matter what color he was. He was the original. But no, what I'm saying you know, is the sad so, part about Rub's argument is that the new Nick Fury was written specifically for Sam, Sam Jackson. That's gay. Right. That's <laughs> gay. Was that gay when you just fought for the fact that Nostradamus predicted that. David Hasselhoff would be Nick Fury. You know, he would. You know, it's gay. Two men anally raping each other. That's gay. <laughs> well, that's like when Dolph Lundgren played the Punisher. Does anybody remember that movie? Oh, yeah. do we? Yeah. It, it was bad. But then he played He Man, and you can't play two superheroes. <laughs> you can't do it. Well, then like, he played Ivan Drago. You can't yeah. play three superheroes. And uh, some dude in, in Expendables. Right, you can't play four superheroes. <laughs> Man is not I'm a superhero. Oh, what about the new Star Wars he movie? Coming out? What do you guys think about that? New Star Wars? I don't think anything until it comes out. Although, although I do want to say this. News came out that they have at least yes. two of the actors from the Raid Redemption. And, uh, I, oh, yes. And that's the only thing I've heard about it that, that has me hyped. Everything else, I'm waiting for a trailer. All I can say is there are only three Star Wars movies. And that is Empire, New Hope, episode Empire one, Strikes Back, and Return two, of the Jedi. And episode three. No. <laughs> one, two, and three. Four, five, and six. <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh you, you like mean any of the new ones? You mean the Lucas edited ones, right? No, not even. Oh, dear God. <laughs> like, they tell all the remaster crap. I mean, you know what? Just play the good old stuff. And why kind of write all this new crap? I know fans want it, and it's back to the fans thing. The fans want it, so they do it, and they ruin a great series. Yeah. You know? Honestly, uh, I don't really think the fans wanted that. That was probably more Lucas wants to pad his pockets a little bit more. But that's I don't know about thing. you, but I was, a uh, hey, since I was a little kid, and I don't remember writing him about, hey, I really want to see uh, Greedo shoot first, or whatever, Han shoot first. Hey. I wrote him about Jar Jar Banks. I wanted to see Jar Jar Banks. You did? Oh, I'm proud of you, you fucker. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. I just um, love the fact that they they blamed the, you know he blames Jar Jar for the ruining of the empire, the start of the empire, which was great. Well, there's always got to be a fall guy. Yeah, and they make it him. No, no, they no. Make no it that's oh, the black dude. Why is he right. black dude? I thought he was Puerto Rican. The fall he's guy ended black. in the 80s. Because Ahmed Be- Ahmed Best played him, and Ahmed Best is a black man. I don't know that. I thought you too. Well, why would I know? Why would I care? Because I don't care about the color of your skin. I just care that there's one white and, Nick and, Fury. And, and like Watto, Watto is supposed to be is, is a Jewish guy. There's a Jewish Jar Jar? No, Watto. 
you know that uh, like you know yeah, Watto was played by uh, oh god what's his name the stand up uh, he was in the Hangover Zach uh, Affigan no no he wasn't one of the main characters uh, hold on I gotta Google this because it's gonna drive me nuts Brian yeah, Callen no he's played by Brian Callen who the hell's that the dude from the Hangover Google him you'll 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 know who I'm talking about he's he's in everything. But he does, he does like a, a, it's not a Jewish voice, it's kind of a, like, Middle Eastern, like, you know, Israeli. Uh, I dude, but, but, but when it came out, they were trying to give Lucas shit saying that Jar Jar play was, was strictly Jamaican, Jamaican you know, stereotyped, and, and Jar Jar, I mean, not Jar Jar, um, Watto was, was a Jewish guy who was like a, a cheap bastard who sold, you know, junk. Yeah, no, and they they had the the trade federation was supposed to be Asian, whatever. Yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> they, they do realize though, uh, all 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 seriousness, they all realize that these these characters and these civilizations were penned off after reflections of George Lucas looking at the world around him, right? Why are we still talking about these movies? I don't know. I just I just took it. I don't know. I wanted to leave. Really fun. Thought about it. Now no, I'm going off on this I, whole reflective school thing. I don't know. Episode one I find watchable, but I don't think it's a good movie. The the other two are abominations as far as I'm concerned. I, I don't I don't it's have interest. I don't watch them. I don't. But I don't get angry about them either. They're they're there. That's it's only one trilogy. Hey, there's only one return, and it's of the Jedi, not the King. How's that? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Dude, that was kind of... Through Lord of the Rings. Um, <coughs> you heard sorry. about... The, um, speaking of Nick Cage real quick, you heard about the new uh, possible uh, run for uh, the new uh, National Treasure movie. Oh. Wait, there's a new one? Yeah, they're, they're, they're uh, uh, talking about producing a new National Treasure movie. Oh. So, That's something to look forward to, guys. Sorry. I'm in. I like, I like the first two. Yeah, yeah, I hate. That's how I learned my American history. Yeah, me too. Oh well. Oh yeah. Yeah. Was That's that? Great. Was that? Was that the 400 years uh, ago when slavery ended? It was, and until yeah, Nick Fury abolished exactly. it, I learned. Thank you, National. Don't treasure. Nick Fury black, right? <laughs> Nick Fury is black. Just saying. Hey, you know. Yeah. But did you know that uh, Two Face was was black? Harvey Dent was black in the original Batman movies when uh, they did a Michael Keaton, and uh, he wasn't yeah, black because, in any. You know why? Because that was um, Billy uh, Dee Williams. Yeah, Billy Dee. Billy Dee. Lando was playing that dude. Yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't. He wasn't in the comic books. <laughs> <laughs> You're saying. right. Billy Dee Williams was not in the comic books. That is that all right. No, he that wasn't. True. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, yeah, um, f you, Billy D. So you guys got any? You guys got any good shows going on down that way now? Any good acts coming through? Um, well, Resurrection Man will be uh, playing yes. January seventeenth. Oh, you mean in national acts? Yeah, Resurrection Man. Well, I know. Uh, <laughs> I know no one's gonna care but me, but uh, Kate Vogel's playing at the end of the month, so I don't even uh, know who that is. Uh. You probably wouldn't, even if I told you the name of Summer Rosal. She's just, uh, she's kind of a folk pop vocalist. Um, yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of hers, so uh, I'm gonna go see. And actually, it's sad. Like, I mean, I guess it's just because it's a small show that I think she's just playing through, like a, a house show. 
but uh, tickets are only like yeah. twelve bucks. So my wife had to tell me who Megan Trainer was. I had no idea who she was. Um, I didn't either until said, I saw that song. I was like, "Oh, I've heard the song a million times," and I'm still like, "I don't know who the hell this person is." And she's like, "Oh, Megan Trainer. Good for you." I'm I have no idea. Well, we, we do have we do have a couple uh, good bands coming through. Um, Ministry's playing in April. Oh dear God, that's that'll that, be interesting. That's, a, that's another band that we should have mentioned when we were talking about Testament and all them. Ministry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, ministry. yeah. Uh, um, um, and also uh, just announced yesterday, uh, Helmets are coming down. That they're going to do their 20th anniversary for the album Betty, and they're going to play the whole album. So that'll be pretty nice. cool. Um, I think sure we're, cool. uh, that is. Uh, not far yeah. from Savannah. They're, they're talking, I think, um, what is it, Hell Yeah, Chevelle, Opeth, a couple bands coming around the area. Well, we're, uh, we're trying to come up with uh, at least, we want kind of a mid-level, but, but, but actual national act to uh, headline Full Metal Prom. So we've been trying to, trying to figure that out so we can yep. start hitting people up. Because, uh, you know, Full Metal Prom last year, it was very successful for considering there was a monsoon outside and people really oh, yeah. enjoyed Show. themselves. It, it was, I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm not just saying this because we put it on. It was probably the most unique and best show that you probably would have saw in New Orleans uh, last and year. Then it was, it was, it was When's it going to go on this year? Uh, probably around the same time, probably yeah. around May. We're, we're pushing for May, but we're not really sure yet. I, I mean, it's all, once we... Uh, if we can get that national act, the rest of it will come together. We're hoping that Wayne's band, Nash, uh, <laughs> uh, Resurrection Man, will probably play first or second. Yeah. And uh, we we're not we we've talked uh, a little bit about who who would go on uh, as as the third act. But yeah, it's it really we we need somebody to really pull in uh, a bigger audience for like Hanson uh, for this year. Right. No, right, and, like you know, Hanson. and usually that costs a couple bucks, you know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, we, you know, we think uh, that the venue, Southport Hall, they're interested in making money and pulling in bigger acts, so they'll probably back us a little bit on that. Like, we might not make any money off of it, but, unlike, you know, we, we won't lose any money. So. Right. And that, that that's like one of the big P's, you know. I know from putting on different shows with some of the nationals, just, you know, you make enough money just to pay, pay for the show and you know, right. some of these nationals you can get for, you know, fifteen to fifteen hundred to three thousand dollars, you know. Right. And, I mean uh, making making some bank is fine, but I mean for for me anyway, it's really about the uh exposure, having yeah. a good time and having a bunch of people together that want to have a great time, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, if you want a band from Maine, I guarantee, you know, Savage Return can probably come down and rock out for you guys. Uh well we'll definitely uh Talk to you about that. that coming up. Um, now, yeah. do, are you familiar with what Full Metal Prom is, though? Because I know we interviewed yeah. you well after it. Um, you interviewed me well after. Yeah, well, Full Metal Prom is literally a metal a prom. prom. We had people coming right. completely dressed up. We took prom awesome. pictures. If you go look through the MHOG uh, Facebook page, like uh, like there's an album full of the pictures. And uh, it I was, was totally it was wearing a tough on stage. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> It was pretty. It was pretty amazing. How I mean, it was like it's, this is your prom. Make it metal. So you have everybody from tuxes to to like tuxedo shirts to leather pants to you know that's bandanas awesome. and band shirts with dress shoes. It was just it was insane. It was awesome though. See, that's what makes it fun. That's you know the fans get into it. You know, I know when we were playing on the zombie prom tour a couple of years ago. You know, it was all these people coming dressed as zombies, 
and it's like, oh dear God, you know, like, I mean, everyone getting into it. And it's, 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 it's so fun when the people get into it, when you're doing a prom and they're coming in with the tuxedo shirts and the nice shoes and doing this. That's awesome. You know, it is, it was a great time. People had a blast. The venue made uh, quite a bit. Uh, we, we yeah. did, you know, just fine. Everything was good. Life was good that day. Yeah, it was. That's what makes it fun, you know. Um, and by the way, I just want to let you guys know, Bush and Chevelle are literally playing. I think it's tonight. I can't remember. I really don't listen to either one of them. But um, I like Chevelle. Uh, Chevelle's pretty good. Um, I'm, not, I'm not a, a fan couple of miles up the road. I oh, think they did cool. yesterday or something. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't know. I'm not a fan and of it was like, like oh, do you want to go to the show? And I'm like, nah. Yeah. And uh, you're, you're going to hang out with Tantric tomorrow, huh? I am going to hang out with Tantric nice. tomorrow. Um, I'm doing an interview with uh, Scott Wilson, the bass player, um, for a blog, um, talking about, about bassists. And, you know, um, and you know, I've known some of those guys for a little while. And, uh, and Hugo's just absolutely ph- phenomenal. I don't know if you've ever met Hugo or anything like that. Um, he's just, I mean, these guys, Tantric is just so, such a group of amazing guys. Um, really down to earth. Um, you know, there's no big head swelled heads because they're tantric and, uh, it's going to be a good time. I'm going down with white Kool-Aid. Uh, he's one of my roadies. Uh, we call him white Kool-Aid, you know, he's a bigger dude. He's, he's a big boy. We played, um, uh, my band played with uh, tantric many and years he ago. literally will walk into a room and kick the door open and go, Ooh, yeah. Um, so it's hilarious. <laughs> um, he calls himself a chips ahoy dancer. Um, you know, instead of a Chip and Dale dancer, he's the Chips Ahoy dancer. Uh, great oh, guy. Gotcha. Me, and him are, me and him are going down to the show tomorrow night. Uh, we're going to have a good time. And then I think the rest of my band is actually going to the next night. The rest of Saturn's Return is going to see uh, Butcher Babies and Black Label Society. You know, I kind of had to make the choice of what I wanted to do. But, you know, when you have an interview with, with Scott Wilson from Tantric, you, you know, the choice is pretty much all set when you're going to be hanging out with those guys and it'll be nice to see those guys again and you know we'll talk a little shop and then you know have some fun and great show uh good venue and then we've got like extremes coming up here for the 25th anniversary they're going to be playing this month too or something like that oh wow uh, which would be kind of cool that's that's the show i'd love to go to i saw extreme once up here in maine and it was in the middle of a snowstorm and literally there was about 30 people at the civic center um and it was like a hangout jam fest. It was awesome. <laughs> I was going to go to that show, but I had a hole in my heart. Oh, really? Terrible. Oh, come on. Somebody had to make that joke. Come on. Someone did. That, that was kind of like the Paul Walker joke I made last time I was on. Yeah, Someone had to make that joke. See, you had to bring it, it down, happened man. To me. You had to bring it you down. Know, I'm, not, I'm not bashing on Paul Walker. I got to pour you know. one out for my homie. I know. I, I told you no Paul Walker jokes tonight. I'll be good and... Kim, Kim Kardashian's ass just created a whole new universe. Did. In her ass? I yeah. still don't understand why that woman's famous. I don't get it. Because if oh, you could fuck on camera, camera. I guess, yeah. You know, he's another one. That whole family drives me nuts. They're, they're stupid. They're insane. They're famous and, you know, for nothing. Hey, we're rich. Look at us. You know. Well, maybe you. maybe you should make a sex tape. Nah, all that. <laughs> Come on. You can, you can stare blankly in the camera. That while was, while Ray J finger bangs you, <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the key. I think Ray J's got to finger bang you, and then uh, have you? Uh, I started watching all. The, this is gonna sound creepy, but I, I'm really into this whole serial killer thing. I was watching a lot. Of, I watch a lot of documentaries about serial killers. 
that Ramirez loves to write people. If you write Ramirez a letter, who's the night stalker, he will write you back. And he wants to talk to people. And I guess his life sucks that bad in prison that he's just like, so he wants people to write him. And I've I've been thinking about writing him, but then I'm like, son of a bitch has my address. What if he ever gets out, you know? Like, Hey, we should get him as a guest on the show. Well, well, he can only yeah, write. He can't, he can't. He can't use a computer. Well, no, but we we can have him write what? us a letter interview. You know what? I want to write that him. I want to write him shitty poetry. Oh, I like you. Bad. Yeah. Make sure make sure you use your address and your picture. Yeah, right. You know the other one, uh, like John Wayne Gacy. I guess he used to like you know sending his pictures that he would draw and paint yeah, and paintings. Yeah. yeah, now they're worth like a lot of money. You know, I don't know. Some of these guys, you know, I don't understand it. You know, what they dressed up like a clown. No wonder people hate clowns. I mean, I don't. I think they're. I don't think John Wayne Gacy was responsible for that, though. I don't. I don't think you can blame him for people's Uh, hatred of clowns. I think. I think the the movie was the responsibility of that one. No, oh, it was way before that, dude. You think? Yeah, way before. Clowns are, clowns are kind of creepy. I kind of like clowns because they are creepy, you know. But if you see a clown driving a van with a sign in the window that says "Lost Puppy, Help Me Find It" with free candy, I just won't go near it, you know. That's how Wayne got his girlfriend. I don't know, man. That's a tough one. It's free candy. <laughs> free candy, though, right? Yeah, that's how I met Adam. That'd be all over it. I already used I like that joke, bro. <laughs> way to go, bro. Way to go. <sighs> We have so, a fan that uh, doesn't like clowns, and I used to send him private messages of pictures of clowns, only because you can't see what it is. So when he had to open up his his DM on Facebook, it's like a clown sitting right there. You know, oh, it's great. Uh, you know, it was fun. And then I sent him one with like eight clowns around the bed and said, "Can you sleep now?" <laughs> it was fun. I enjoyed it. I got a laugh out of it. You know, but it is what it. Is. I can't breathe. Yeah, so, so like, uh, on that note, man, we're going to have to... Wait, 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 no, I, I did have that one last story that I wanted to tell. Oh, you do? Yeah. Oh, God. I, I mean, do we want to skip it? I don't have to do it. No, go ahead. Oh, tell the story. So, uh, I just lost the co-host of uh, the BSI Comics podcast as of, uh, I guess, Sunday? Yeah, that's what, yeah Sunday. Um, I do, by the way. Um, I uh, I do have a contender who uh, Fletch Boogie wants to to take that awesome. chair, so awesome. it won't be as much of a problem for me. But yeah, no. So uh, Miss JoJo is apparently not talking to me anymore. She was supposed to be on in the uh, our Christmas show, the Naughty or Nice show. Yes, as yes. one of the elves and. Everybody had a costume but her, so uh, I actually bought her costume. It was 50 bucks because, for some reason, a cheap plastic elf costume can't, can't be $20. Um, and, uh, and I kind of had the feeling, I was like, eh, should I be spending this money, you know, because it's 50 bucks. That's, that's uh, you know, it's not a huge chunk of money. It's not life-changing, but, you, you know, it's enough, you know. As of Saturday, she was she was coming. Well, 8 p.m. that night, she told me she was running late because she was having family family drama issues or something like that. I said, okay. And the, the rest of the night, Monty kept saying, uh, when, when, is, uh, when is JoJo coming? 
He doesn't call her that. I do, but whatever. Yeah, uh, so we're using right. that as, as her name. Right, right. I think I've already said her name in the show, so it doesn't really matter. That's all right. But, That's all right. Uh, matter. Whatever. So uh, she doesn't listen anyway. Fuck. Yeah, no, she doesn't listen. Um, so he, uh, he, he was like, uh, "When, when is she coming?" And I said, uh, "I don't know. I don't know." Um, she said she was on her way, and uh, she never showed up. Which, if I hadn't spent any money, I probably wouldn't have cared. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you know, things happen. I, you know, I kind of figured, you know, she'd call me the next day and say, hey, sorry about that. You know, this happened or whatever, or, you know, something happened, whatever. Uh, didn't hear from her. And uh, I proceeded to not hear from her for like two weeks. And, uh, you know, we have this weekly show that we're supposed to be doing. Uh, so eventually I messaged her on Facebook and, uh, two other people saying, Hey, um, you know, we're supposed to do the, uh, best of, or the, the 2014 in the year episode. So everybody who wants to be on it, please let me know. And I didn't get any response. So, uh, Sunday I texted her. Now bear in mind, this is like two and a half weeks later. I haven't heard from her. You know, you might say, well, you know, she had family issues, you know, something, you know, maybe something was going on. She She's posting on Facebook all the time and Instagram, you know, she's what, out with what, friends what and stuff. Problem? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Uh, wow. I texted her Sunday morning saying, hey, are you going to be part of the, uh, are you going to be on the show? And she texted me back and said, no, don't think uh, I'll be able to do the show for a while. And uh, <laughs> I was like. Okay, well, thanks for, you know, calling me, you know, you know, like, like if, if I had to leave this show, I, Wayne and Rum would not get a text saying, hey, or no, let me, let me rephrase that. Wayne and Rum would not have to text me to find out if Where I'm you doing are. the show anymore. Well, what did right, you say? You know. Uh, well, she, she's had my favorite book. Which she borrowed me for from me. It's an eighty dollar book, the Planetary Omnibus, for six months. So my response was, okay, if you don't mind, uh, please, you know, please drop off my my uh, Planetary when you get the chance. Now she's had this for six months. Her response to that was, fine, I'll drop it off at the comic shop today. Not 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 to me, to the shop. <laughs> Which well, kind of made me angry, but I said what, I don't know what I'm. Did supposed you review to say. anything? Did, did you did you say something that could have been misconstrued? Well, I'll, I'll get to that. I'll get to that in a second. The <laughs> the next thing that happened was I got Tim Laddie and Monty of Monty and the Mongooses uh, little show to do the show with me. So we went to the comic shop, and as we're recording, we're wrapping up, and I hear voices downstairs, and I was pretty sure it was her. And it was because the uh, the clerk who's uh, well, I, I, she's been on the show, Remy D. She uh, she comes upstairs with my book, and I thought you couldn't even walk upstairs and hand me my book. <laughs> I thought, huh? <laughs> so, it was uh, it was like Tim also well, thought this too, which kind of it kind of felt like they were breaking up. Right. What, what, yeah, what, like, let's sum this up. What was the problem? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. You don't know. I, I texted her later that day and I said, uh, "Hey, uh, can you at least let me know what's tell me what's going on so I at least understand this?" And her response was something to the effect of, uh, I, have, "I have a lot going on right now. I'm having 
uh, a lot in my head, and I don't want to go back on medication, so I'm trying to simplify. Now, the implication is that that's why she's not doing the show. Here's the thing. Number one, it's not stressful for her to do the show. All the editing, most of the promoting. All she did was show up and talk. Yes. It's not that hard to do a podcast with me. I, I do a lot of podcasts. It's not like we're figuring it out. So, but really, aside from having to adjust your schedule a little bit, it's not that hard. Which, but it's fine if that's the thing. But I, I don't know. It, it's it, it just seemed like a bullshit response. Oh, by the way, she texted me at six thirty in the morning, like thirteen hours after I had texted her, and I was just like, okay, I didn't even respond to it. That's um, kind of awkward. Had, yeah. Well, I haven't had any fights with her. Well, let me rephrase that. The last argument that we had was on the last show that we did. There it is. Uh, no, because the argument that we had was she was talking about Neil deGrasse Tyson, and I don't like Neil deGrasse Tyson. I think he's a jackass. Well, I don't that, have any. That's what I'm saying. You just ruined it right there. I mean, right, pretty much. Right, right. There I don't go. even know who that is. That's the guy who hosts Cosmos. He's the black guy that looks like uh, the the Lo- Isaac from the Love Boat. Gotcha. He's, he's everywhere. And he's, got it now, Wayne. He's a very yeah. he's a very smart guy, but he's a jackass, and uh, that's what I said. And she got mad, and she said, "I said, why is this making you angry?" She's like, "He's he uh, apparently like he does a lot uh, to support black people when it comes to science." And I said, "Well, that's fine, and that's very nice, but I don't see why I have to like him just because." You know, he's black and he wants other black people to like science. I mean, that's again, that's that's a good thing, but that has nothing to do with me, you know. But she she sincerely got mad. She's like, we need to move on. And I said, okay. And that was that was the only fight we've had uh, that I can remember. Well, if we would have had that conversation, man, that, that would have been it for me, too. I'd have had a walk. I'd have dropped oh, it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know Rumble was that big a fan of Neil deGrasse Tyson. I, 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 I mean, apologize. I mean, well, any, any fan of Al Green's a friend of mine. Right, right. John Stamos, yeah. Uh, now, could it have been that, or could it have been that, like, when you, uh, you know, put the chloroform rag over her nose and said, can you smell this and tell me what it is? I, I, I'm just curious. <laughs> no, that wasn't, that wasn't a rag. That was my dick. Uh, no, uh, no, oh, okay. no, I'm kidding. Um, That's just kind of weird. That's kind of awkward that, you know, she would do something like that and then text you, like, 13 hours later, like, yeah, you gonna well, fight over the puppy now, or well, yeah, that's, that's that's weird. And the funny oh, thing is, I suspect that that where she, she uh, where she was when I texted her was actually at like one of those plays that she does. I'm not sure, but I think that's what she was doing. So I'm like, oh, you're simplifying your life, huh? It's just, it's look, it's you know, you could argue. I'm I'm clinically paranoid. You could argue that I'm overreacting and that it might be something serious with her life. And that might be true, but I don't understand why I don't merit a phone call. Yeah. Well, you do well, realize I'm sorry. I have a degree in clinical psychology, and you may be paranoid, but, I mean, if you're doing a show with someone and they don't call you, like, that would be like a band member of mine just not showing up. And, you know, two and a half weeks later, we hit him up and go, yo, um, what's going on? Oh, I don't have time, you know. Yeah, you're not. Yeah. You're not paranoid. I think. Uh, I think with her, I think she's used to me just being kind of passive about it, not flipping out when when uh, when she can't make it to a show, and just handling it. And look, and I mean, I'm not. I'm not even trying to talk shit about her. You know, uh, yeah. I just think it's it's really weird because 
Um, I've had people walk out of my life uh, on many an occasion. Most of the times when it's this dramatic, it's like a best friend, you know, like uh, I know I don't know if Rum knows about him. He probably does. But I know Wayne knows I had a guy named Chris that was like I like I, I talked about him like he was my brother. You know, his kids, I, I refer to as my niece and nephew. And in fact, if you look around my room right now, there's four pictures. There's uh, me and some friends on a whitewater rafting trip. There's rum with devil horns. <laughs> and then there's his two kids. And this guy just literally one day decided he wasn't talking to me anymore. You know, that that was a thing in my life with her. I care about her, but we're not best friends. She doesn't call me daily. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not, you know, so it's very weird that, that it's this dramatic, but... Well, all I can say is I, I hope everything's good with her, and I hope she figures her things out, and uh, and um, hope hope it all happens this year for her. I, I feel the same, but, I, I mean, I'm moving on. I mean, it's like, well, if you don't want to be friends with me, uh, you know, and I don't know what I did wrong, all right, well, you know? Well, you probably didn't do anything wrong, you know? She just, I don't know, maybe she is off her meds and... I don't think she was Everybody on that. Go through. I didn't really understand that 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 text, to be honest with you. Well, maybe, uh, like I, I said, maybe I think it was just a uh, a ploy to make you feel bad for her. Like, no, like I, could be. On, no, no, no. I mean, like, like she said, she she doesn't want to get back on meds. Like, she's probably never been on meds, but she just wanted to use that as like a psychological kind of thing to say. Well, I think we're thinking too deep on this. It's a woman. <laughs> Is is Amy in the house at the moment? Very just true. out of curiosity. No. <laughs> Amy I'm just saying. Building. She's taking a shower or something. I'm just saying. It, it's 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 the it's the enigma. It is the mystery of of the woman. I mean, they, well, trying is, to figure out a woman is you know. I mean, yeah. They, uh, all, all you can do is just say, "All right, cool. Call me whenever and hope for the best." That's all you can do. Well, you know, I think I think I think I know my wife, and I mean, still, I'm I'm lost. That sometimes they just come at you, don't they? They're like, "What? Oh, what happened here?" I do have oh, to yeah. say, my the funniest response that I got to this was Laddie, who told me that I should take a picture of my cock and send it to her. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, "Come on, bro, just throw it out there." And I'm like, uh, if you, "Nobody if wants you to." Do, you you got to tell me if you do that. <laughs> I need to know. Do, I mean, if you do, do you it, want I need the to know. Picture? <laughs> well, no, I, I don't them, want the picture. I told him. Uh, I was like, dude, nobody wants a picture of my medium-sized cock. Like, and he and he said, uh, he said, well, shit, I'll oh, just, I'll God. just, I'll just load you by. <laughs> and I said, I think she'll notice the difference. He's like, well, we'll put sepia tones on it. <laughs> We'll Photoshop it, and uh, <laughs> and I was like, That's "Oh man!" I was like, "I don't," you know. And the funny thing was, like, wait, weren't you also? No, no, it was Josh. Was like, "Yeah, no, I'm with him." I think, uh, <laughs> I think y'all just need a bag and get over with. I like she won't even answer my phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm gonna say is this has been an interesting way to end a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's that's my nighttime. If that's my bedtime story, that's kind of creepy because the last thing he was talking about was this junk. So, <laughs> so there's no sweet there. Yeah. Happy New Year. Well, Paul, Happy, <laughs> Happy New Year. It's my junk. Dude. Never a better time. Well, you guys have a good night. All right. Thanks, Paul. Join us, man. Say hey, hey to the fam. Yep. Talk to you guys later, brother. Bye. 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 And that was Mr. Paul Engelhart. Yes, sir. I don't know if we, if the three of us talked about this on the air, but 
one of the reasons that Paul came on, aside from promoting his uh, his upcoming stuff, is that we made a decision that we we're going to try and bring uh, at least once a month someone that like uh, one of our favorite guests, right? You know, and have them more recurring the way that Mart and Mandy are recurring people. So, and Paul, I guess, is technically the no. I guess uh, Jack would probably be the first one that we we started yeah, doing this with. That. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so listen up. Maybe some of your favorite people will be back on the show. And uh, don't forget to uh, share us, you know, and uh, you're welcome to send us email, you know, uh, you know, you can uh, or, or, or tweet at us and, um, you know, tell me how how sorry you feel for me that, you know, my 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 love has left me. Yes. <laughs> the junk picture. That's right. Like, do you like? Let, let me know. Do you do you think I should send uh, dick pics? Uh, does, does Paul? You know, should we should we send one to Paul? Uh, no, I, I think that's probably a bad idea for a lot of reasons. <laughs> hey, let's, hey Rob, let's put it up to the fans. Let's let's, no, let's not because you know what they'll say, and then we'll all have to live with the consequence. Why do we we don't have to live with anything? <laughs> yeah, because we'll end up getting the pick as well. So I mean, it's, it's yeah, a bad true. I'm sure. Well. If Wayne was going to see my dick, he would have seen it already. That's true, too. (laughs) He does sit across from me and and rubs himself, so. It's not rubbing, it's scratching. Whatever, whatever. In a slow motion version. And and he smiles when he does it, so it's really weird. (laughs) I only smile when you draw attention to the fact that I'm doing it. Well, yeah, I'm like, what are you doing? And you got this giggle face. I'm like, no, no, no. Anyway. And on that note, <laughs> yes, I was. Thanks for joining us. I was your host Wayne. I'm Buck Lightning, and I'm the Rum Guy. And uh, remember to uh, keep it metal.